Testing, testing, check one, two. Checking up the microphone, run to sleep. <laughs> hey man, what kind of milk you get from a dwarf cow? Condensed milk. Meow, 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 meow. Hey, you know why you never see an elephant hiding in a tree? Because they're good at it. What are a hundred rabbits hopping backward called? A receding hairline. A dung beetle walked into a bar and said, Is this stool taken? My name is John Dale, broadcasting from the corner of Canyon and Jackson in sunny Spearfish, South Dakota. Spearfish City Limits is a production of Plainstream.com. Please go to Plainstream.com and drop a tip in the jar. We're in poverty. We're trying to claw our way out of poverty. And we're trying to do it with entrepreneurship, small business, and being truthful and honest about important issues. So thank you so much in advance for your contributions there. Drop a check, money order, or cash, I suppose. Wrap it in tinfoil or something. I don't know. To 239 West Jackson Boulevard, Spearfish, South Dakota, 57783. If you'd like to make a contribution that way. Uh, Don't like the word donation. I agree with Bruce Whalen on that one. Donation is kind of makes it sound more like charity. I like contribution personally. So thank you so much for contributing to these transmissions, for contributing to our work. If you get some value out of this, please return that value in the form of currency. We have a PayPal tip jar at the top of plainstribune.com on the right-hand side, scroll down a squirt. Or you can, like I said, send a check, money order, or cash to 239 West Jackson Boulevard, Spearfish, South Dakota, 57783. If you would like to do something with an altcoin like a Bitcoin or something like that, let me know if there's a viable exchange and I can actually get that uh, into some currency I can spend on our bills because that's what you do when you want to get out of poverty is you pay your bills through your work and whatnot. I will entertain that. I still have to claim it on my taxes, though, and I'm not sure. It's not a political campaign, so I don't think we have to report those contributions, but I could be wrong. So if you've got some Bitcoin stored away and you would like to contribute that, uh, I'll try to find a way. If you can't just go to an exchange and convert it to real currency first, I don't mean to be insulting. It's just every device is compromised. So there's really no privacy to Bitcoin, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, there are people that know everything about it and it's going to underdeliver. I think. And digital currency to me is I'd rather have paper currency because it's way more difficult to shut that down, in my opinion, than it will be to shut down Bitcoin. Because if you'll recall from a while back, 5G can be used to remotely power little chips in your USB drives and other maybe little devices and identify them and look at the contents and there's your Bitcoin wallet key. If that wallet key is associated with anything considered nefarious by these this new army of IRS agents or the existing DOJ sects that will come after you for wanting your financial freedom and independence, then you're kind of screwed, blued, and tattooed. Uh, at any rate, this is a legit operation. Contributions to this operation will not get you in trouble. And we sure do appreciate those contributions. Uh, I've got some shirts. If you'd like to buy some shirts, uh, a shirt, we've, we print them here. We learned to screen print from Shad, buddy of mine in Tucson originally, brought our craft up here and met Binky and Binky helped us hone that craft. And our shirts are actually quite good. So the designs are solid 
And also the screen printing itself is long-lasting screen print. If you'd like one of those, drop me a note, jcdale at protonmail.com. All right, so this Spearfish City Limits Presents is all about this latest marijuana thing going on in South Dakota. It's the state of the pot. It's the state of the cannabis. I was having a great debate recently with Bruce Whalen on the cannabis issue, and somebody asked for clarification between cannabis and hemp and marijuana and pot. And, you know, obviously there's the species of cannabis, uppercase C and lowercase sp, period, that encapsulates your indica and sativa underneath that hierarchically. Hemp is presumably any fiber you extract from any cannabis that can be used for textiles. And pot is a derogatory term, I said to Bruce, that is used to marginalize cannabis advocates, similarly to the way that hairy cracker or dirty Indian might be used to marginalize white Norwegians and Native Americans, respectively. And I wonder if some people clutched their pearls at that point. I'm pretty sure Bruce got over it pretty quick. He probably even laughed. Um, But he came back with pot, 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 pot. (laughs) But it's true, right? Oh, you're a pothead, huh? It's pot. Where did that even come from? I don't know. I don't care. Uh, But I'm going to be going through this latest initiative. But first, a little bit of the backstory. I was assured by the cannabis powers that be coming in from out of state and those that were already in the state that the way to go about it was to legalize medicinal first. And then once you legalize medicinal, you try to get it recreational. Then once you got recreational, then you go with adult use and then legalization and then decriminalization, whatever. Deregulation is what we needed from the start so we didn't waste all this money back and forth, all this political capital, all this political time and energy to try to go through this process. Why couldn't we just go with the CC Farrell initiative to start with? But that's where we're headed. And I guess maybe we made the roadmap in our homeschool here. As a homeschool exercise, we did a 100% legal petition to legalize, actually to completely deregulate, get it off the books, cannabis, and put in like 11 sensible sections regarding cannabis management in our state. And basically, they're freedom and liberty-based approaches to cannabis. And we're seeing, sure enough, I guess, the the cannabis legalization people are marching it toward the C.C. Farrell petition that was approved, which you can go read yourself. I think it's a fine presentation at plainstribune.com slash cc4l. That's cc, the number four, and the letter L. That's Cannabis Consumers for Liberty. And that is our group. It, it was a PAC. It might still be a PAC. We're not actively engaged in the issue right now as we get busy trying to literally claw our way out of poverty so that we can buy food and pay rent and whatnot. And so we're focused on being true and genuine, authentic. Uh, we're not, we don't have sponsors. If you, if you get some value out of this, just please do contribute. Prove all those philosophers wrong who articulated the details and idiosyncrasies of the free rider problem. So, uh, let's get into it a little bit here. Um, you've got, so I've got the petition here. I, I downloaded it from the Secretary of State. This is the one that's been approved. And it's got a cover page. And then it's, you know, goes through and defines terms. Uh, man, marijuana accessory, marijuana, local government, hemp, etc. To clarify things. You want to kind of get some definitions established in, in a dictionary that we can use together when we're talking about this particular issue. And so that's what this first section of this approved, by the way, initiative petition. And it was approved 
fairly easily because the first time they went through this and got Amendment A and IM-26 on the ballot, they retained those records of networking and retained the signature gathering workforce that was used in order to get those first petitions approved. And so presumably the tracks were greased and they were able to do this a lot easier this time. And good. Uh, that's good. We don't want to spend too much time and effort and money on this. It's We've already done enough of that. And we ended up with an oligopoly that's state-sponsored in the Gestapo, a marijuana Gestapo in the South Dakota bureaucracy. Whoops. Uh, I think we need to get rid of that concept. Screw that noise. This is just a, it's a plant, people. It's a plant that's been demonized. It's people have been psychologically abused for using it. They've been made to think that if they use marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, that they're going to turn into loser, degenerate, lazy bums. And that's just not true. Some people are loser, degenerates and lazy bums without cannabis. Explain that. And at the same time, there are extremely productive members of our community who use cannabis regularly uh, and they're doing just fine. So the self-fulfilling prophecy that has been created by the pro-liquor lobby is bunk, homie. It is absolutely bullshit. And it has caused a lot of pain. A lot of people have gone to prison. A lot of people's lives have been ruined because they've been psychologically hacked by that dumb idea. It's A lot of the tainted cannabis has made people literally directly sick because we don't have a good, legal, efficacious market that is aligned with the reality of cannabis. And the reality of cannabis is it's way safer than alcohol. It's way safer than aspirin. It's way safer than Tylenol. Cannabis is safer than long-term use of fructose. Unfortunately, the sloth from cannabis, I believe, comes from the fact that we have shit in our food supply chain. So you get a little hungry when you have cannabis. You got a great appetite. That's why it's used for cancer patients and others. Because it gives them an appetite and they digest more food and they're able to thrive. Their immune system can be kick-started. It's a miracle plant in so many ways. People who say, oh, it's the cannabis of today is nothing like the cannabis of yesteryear. Bull crap. The THC concentration, in my opinion, uh, is not that, it's not what it's being made up to be. It's a red herring. It's a straw man argument. The cannabis of yesteryear was very strong and very potent when it was grown locally. Uh, and if you, you can give somebody a placebo and tell them that they're going to have psychosis and problems and those that will manifest because it's called psychosomatic. Look it up. So we really don't have accurate data. Only people who are able to break out of that bubble, that psyop kind of bubble, that psychological manipulation, exploitation and abuse bubble, and really, really focus and concentrate on the effects of cannabis on their body, find those people tend to find that it's not that big a deal for adults to use it, especially in lieu of whiskey and cigarettes and other consumables. How about opioids? How about meth? How about Coke? How about LSD? How about magic mushrooms? All of these things are incapacitating. Save maybe cigarettes, in my opinion. Look at how addictive caffeine is. And it's like, oh, well, we don't need one more thing. No, this is not one more thing. This, in my view, is an essential nutrient. Science has informed the debate, similar to how science informed the abortion debate, 
Life Begins at Conception. Science informed the cannabis debate and said, we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies that is meant to receive the essential oils in cannabis. Full stop. Arguments over. The human body is made for cannabis. It's an essential nutrient. Cannabinoids are an essential nutrient. When you deny these to the human body, then you're denying something fundamental to humanity. That's my view. That's my view and my opinion and the impetus behind all of the work that I have done to help to try to get cannabis deregulated, not just legalized or decriminalized. No, get your laws off of this miracle plant. Let people grow tomatoes and cucumbers and cannabis to their heart's content and quit being fascists. So I was glad when I read this initiative that it is a march in the right direction. I just get sick and tired, sick and damn tired of seeing all of the wasted energy. Don't you? All of the wasted money on a stupid issue like this. And if you look at the history, go to plainstreamcom slash cc4l. You'll look at the history of prohibition. It's dubious, man. You're talking timber interests, paper interests, the tobacco lobby, the alcohol lobby, and big pharma. All of them stand to lose a lot of revenue when cannabis is completely deregulated because you can grow it in your backyard for like five bucks in water. You can grow a pound of the stuff. When an ounce of it goes for three to $400 of a high quality herb, multiply that times what, 16? That's a lot of scratch, man. That's a lot of money that's going to be taken away from the black market. There's just so many reasons. You can make argument after argument after argument for deregulation of cannabis. We don't need a marijuana Gestapo. We don't need to fund another big government department about cannabis, with cannabis, on the backs of cannabis. It's just adding unnecessary cost, like a tax. It's like a huge tax on cannabis. And all of the reasons for prohibition are based on lies. Lies to create competitive advantage through government. It's monopoly. It's oligopoly. It's fascism, it's corporate fascism, it's socialism, it's communism. It's not a free market capitalist scenario. In a free market, tort is key, isn't it? The ability to sue for damages if somebody puts out a bad product, that's the mechanism that is supposed to handle issues like bad cannabis. Not a nanny state like we have here in South Dakota. Just a quick FYI. That's my introduction. So let's go through this. You can find this yourself on the Secretary of State's website. It's signed by Steve Barnett. The one I'm looking at was received October 12th by the Secretary of State. Section 1, like I said, just defines some terms. We're not going to go through all of that. But let's get into Section 2. And if this passes, what does it mean for South Dakotans? What does it mean for South Dakota cannabis advocates, a.k.a. smart, brave people, standing up in the face of a great deep state tyranny to prohibit cannabis. Delivery or distribution of marijuana or marijuana accessories with or without consideration to a person younger than 21 years of age is not affected by this. Do not give it to young people. Okay, I'm willing to make that compromise. If you're not 21... You don't have any business using it unless it's been prescribed by a doctor. Purchase, possession, use, or transport of marijuana or marijuana accessories by a person younger than 21. So if you're younger than 21, you can't really, doesn't make sense to allow you to transport it either. And I think that's the same rule for alcohol. 
Consumption of marijuana by a person younger than 21 years of age, not allowed. So all of the things that I'm mentioning says uh, this chapter does not affect laws that otherwise regulate. So this is not going to supersede basic rules for youngsters around this stuff. That's a conservative approach. I'm okay with that. Although decarboxylated THC is probably harmless to young people. So you could eat cannabis like a salad as long as you don't heat it to 325 degrees. Then it does not become psychoactive. Operating or being in physical control of any motor vehicle, train, aircraft, motorboat, or other motorized form of transport while under the influence of marijuana. Consumption of marijuana while operating or being in physical control of a motor vehicle, train, aircraft, motorboat, or other. Oh, did I read that one already? No, it's basically the same. So you're not allowed to consume it while you're driving. You're not allowed to be uh, in the physical control of a vehicle while you're under the influence of it. You're not allowed to smoke it within a motor vehicle, aircraft, motorboat, or other motorized form of transport while it's being operated. So you can be a passenger, apparently, or no, while it is being operated, period. You are not allowed to have to hotbox the car while it's rolling down the road. For instance, possession or consumption of marijuana or possession of marijuana accessories on the grounds of a public or private preschool, elementary school, or high school in a school bus or on the grounds of any correctional facility, smoking marijuana in a location where smoking tobacco is prohibited. So anywhere that cigarettes are prohibited, marijuana smoking is prohibited. Consumption of marijuana in a public place unless permitted by statute. Consumption of marijuana as part of a criminal penalty or diversion program. So you get prescribed the consumption of marijuana as a criminal penalty. That actually happens. Interesting that they cover that in item 10 here. Conduct that endangers others. Undertaking any task, that's BS. Come on. I mean, some of this stuff is so vague. Undertaking any task under the influence of marijuana, if doing so would constitute negligence or professional malpractice. Performing solvent-based extractions on marijuana using solvents other than water, glycerin, propane, glycol, vegetable oil, or food-grade ethanol unless permitted by statute. So conduct that endangers others. (laughs) So if, if you're endangering others, and you're not smoking marijuana, that's okay. See, this is some of this is like, it's the, it's the creation of a parallel construction opportunity. So, and selective prosecution opportunity here. And I don't, that's not good. That puts law enforcement at odds with our community and strains the relationship between civilians, private people, and law enforcement. Conduct that endangers others, that should be flushed down the shitter. Section three, this chapter does not require that an employer permit or accommodate an employee to engage in conduct allowed by this chapter. It does not affect the employer's ability to restrict the use of marijuana by employees or limit the right of a person who occupies, owns, or controls private property from prohibiting or otherwise regulating conduct permitted by this chapter on or in that property or limit the the ability of the state or local government to prohibit or restrict, restrict any conduct otherwise permitted under this chapter within a building owned, leased, or occupied by the state or the local government. So they're still going to reserve the right to persecute and marginalize cannabis advocates, potheads, right? They're still going to reserve the right to treat cannabis advocates like secondhand citizens. And this is never something I would have put in any of my initiatives because it's on the face of it, tyrannical. But it's a step in the right direction, I suppose, Although there might be one little kernel in here that could really wreck somebody's life. And that's bad law, isn't it? 
Subject to the limitations in this chapter, this is section four, notwithstanding any other law, the following acts, if done by a person at least 21 years of age, may not be an offense under state or local law, regulation, or ordinance. Be subject to a civil fine penalty or sanction. Be a basis for detention, search, or arrest. Be a basis for the denial of any right or privilege or be a basis for asset seizure or forfeiture. This is good. This is very good because this has bearing on your gun rights. You, it, this is saying that if you have gun rights and you have marijuana and you're 21, then you uh, cannot be arrested, searched, or forfeit assets. That's, this is good. And the spirit of the law extends beyond these words too. So it's actually a very nice functional piece of language there. You, are, you can possess, use, ingest, inhale, process, transport, deliver without consideration or distribute without consideration one ounce or less of marijuana, except that not more than eight grams of marijuana may be in a concentrated form. So, okay, it's a stupid limit. Different potencies of marijuana make this a really silly, silly. I mean, if you, go, if you want to carry around 10 pounds, carry around 10 pounds. What does this actually do other than create a competitive advantage for those people who in the medical community are are in possession of pounds and pounds and pounds and they are floating it out the back door for profit? So let's see here. Possessing, ingesting, inhaling, etc. Possessing, planting, cultivating, harvesting, drying, processing, or manufacturing not more than three marijuana plants. Again, silly. Plants are different sizes. And so it's just, it's, there's no way to enforce this. It's going to be abused. The plants and any marijuana produced by the plants in excess of one ounce are kept at one private residence, are locked in a space, and not visible by normal unaided vision from a public space. Not more than six plants are kept in or on the grounds of a private residence at one time. So they're basically uh, saying that, let's see, produce an excess of one ounce or kept it. So you can have more than one ounce if you don't transport it around, and you can have six plants, basically, at one time. The private residence is located within the jurisdiction of local government where there's no licensed retail store where marijuana is available for purchase pursuant to this chapter. This is screwed up. This is really screwed up right here. Licensed retail store. The private residence is located within the jurisdiction of a local government. So if a local government doesn't have a licensed retail store, you can grow it. All that's going to do is just, I mean, look at South Dakota. It's a big grid. The way South Dakota developed in all of its municipalities is that it was perfectly spaced out. And they, they have things down to the, uh, like the juris, legal jurisdiction of a municipality or the county, and they know exactly where to put stuff to game this. I guarantee you a computer has already determined the location of the dispensaries and they're already working with a network. Uh, some secret society is already working with a network of people in order to roll this out so that there will not be anywhere in South Dakota where you can grow. That's how this is going to work. And that's stupid because all that does is artificially inflate the cost of living for cannabis advocates, whether they're medical patients or otherwise. And it puts a tyrannical state backed tax on the cost of your cannabis. It's dumb. It is anti-American and it is not, it's not even scientific. It's just, uh, it's scientifically um, tyrannical. Possessing, using, delivering, distributing, manufacturing, transferring, or selling to persons 21 years of age or older, marijuana accessories, etc. So, I mean, they're just retaining competitive advantage for people who have invested in these ungodly, unjustifiably expensive licenses 
and the process to be able to, you know, have a dispensary. It's just silly. A person who commits the following acts is subject to a civil penalty not exceeding the amount specified. This is section five. So if you cultivate marijuana plants that are visible by normal entity division from a public place, $250. So this, the municipality is going to take 250 bucks. And you can grow more plants and pay 250 bucks. And if you can sell them for more than that, I guess that's you're good. Is that right? That's just a tax, isn't it? Violates section 42A of this chapter by cultivating marijuana plants that are not kept in a locked space. $250. Smokes marijuana in a public place other than an area licensed for such activity by the department. 100 bucks. So if you are smoking a joint on the sidewalk next to somebody who's smoking a banana peel, next to somebody who is smoking a cigarette, you could get a $100 fine. This is a joke. This is a cruel, cruel joke. The police don't want to have a strained relationship with people who are smoking a doobie on the sidewalk. Is under 21 years of age and possesses, use, ingests, inhales, transports, delivers without consideration or distributes without consideration one ounce or less of marijuana. So, or accessories, 100 bucks. So if, you're, if you've got a pipe and a, a uh, quarter ounce of cannabis flower, and you get busted with it, and you're under 21, 100 bucks. Or you can go for drug education or counseling. Cannabis is not a drug. Oh, yes, it is, says the pearl-clutching church lady. Come on back off the ledge. Come on back off the ledge. Decarboxylated THC has psychoactive properties that are proven over and over again. If it's, um, if it's dutifully grown cannabis to not be as dangerous as it's made out to be. The most dangerous part about it is the tar and the benzene that you might inhale into your lungs if you smoke it or if a bale of it falls on you, to quote Willie Nelson. So that's basically the law. We still have a jacked up federal law to try to contend with, but there's no telling how that's going to go. Uh, it looks like we, we should just get it off the books. This is one of those things. It's an exploitation of our country. This is an attack. It's lawfare on our country. It's an attack on the production of a founding textile, of a founding medicine, of a founding consumable, of a founding food of the United States. It's an attack on these things. It's an affront to your freedom, and it is degrading the quality of life in our constitutional republic fighting over this issue. I will continue to fight, and so will thousands and thousands of my very good libertarian and liberty-minded friends and conservative friends here in South Dakota. Deregulation of cannabis is the conservative play. That's my opinion. Be sure you visit plainstreamview.com slash ccforl because that's really a clearinghouse for the most advanced understanding of this issue, in my opinion. And that's where we're headed, okay? That initiative posted there that's where we're headed and that's where we're going we're going to get there it doesn't matter how long it takes why don't we stop fighting about this issue do the right thing and get on to more important issues like maybe compensating homeschooling families a little better i don't know how do we manage that teachers get paid and they take their money home and they spend it on whatever they want why can't we do that for homeschools my name is john dale this is Spear for City Limits. 
This special presentation was reviewing the latest cannabis initiative, which is flawed in many ways. It is a step in the right direction, but it's just going to be a waste of money to fight this out. Why can't we just get cut to the chase and do what's right and completely deregulate it? We'll be back around the corner with more great content soon. Have a great day, everybody.